You're listening to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and on today's episode, Matt, Emma, and I recap our most recent Spirit and Truth conference that took place at Stillwater Church in Saraland, Alabama. It's a great conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Welcome back to the Spirit and Truth Podcast. I'm Maggie Ulmer, and I'm here with some great people. Matt Reynolds. Emma Winchester. They're laughing because I called them great people, but they are great people. <laughs> Thanks, Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Feels Feel great. It's our recap episode from the Alabama conference, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, we just got back. Yay. It was a little bit of an adventure getting there and getting home, uh, but... While we were there, it was an amazing trip. Yeah. Well, uh, we should we should totally give people a little behind the scenes because this is just like so road life. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Well, we on the morning that we we're supposed to leave, we spo- had an afternoon flight and our flights got canceled and they automatically rebooked us to another flight, which would have had us arriving well after the conference was started, which wasn't going to work. So we just had to scramble at the last minute and we uh, rented a vehicle and just drove from 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 (laughs) Alabama. (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's an 11 and a half hour drive if you don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's much more than that by the time you stop for gas and food and things. And so we did uh, because we didn't know we were going to be doing that we didn't get to leave until the afternoon so we didn't drive the entire way or, or we would have been arriving kind of in the middle of the, the night yeah. yeah yeah the next early in the morning type thing but we spent the night in north alabama and then finished the drive and it all worked out it was yeah. not what we were planning but we got there so praise the lord praise god amen yeah. <laughs> and then on the way home yeah our flights got delayed it was already we knew it was going to be a late night on the way back but they got delayed more than they were scheduled and so then um by the time we landed in cincinnati then i know we all i mean i got to my house just around 3 a.m yeah so that was another short night (laughs) but in the middle god moved moved powerfully so (laughs) separate from air travel we did yeah just experience just some beautiful things that that's that's how I keep describing to people people keep asking me you know how the conference went and I the phrase that I have in my head is like God just did some really beautiful things with people and um and I say that because of the testimonies that we got to hear both from uh, some of the folks in the host church on Sunday morning some of the testimonies that have been sent in through our feedback form may highlight a couple of those in a minute but it's just cool when you get to hear people articulate the ways in which God is bringing transformation in their lives. Amen. So um, if you're not familiar with our conference, if you haven't been to one before, or, or if you have, this one was a little different than we've previously done before. It was a little shorter, a little more condensed, mm-hmm. but no less um, impactful. Yeah. And um you know, there are a lot of different conference ministries out there and there are a lot of just different conferences in general. And um, 
a while ago, I think last year when we decided to change to this format, I wrote a little sub stack or a little blog about why we decided. And we had to go through our team. We had to go through a process of, of figuring out like what, what is the purpose of this event in spirit and truth, the landscape of the ministry that we do. And I think I can safely say we wanted to focus on encounter and presence and because Matt, you often say, you know, a moment of partnering with the Holy Spirit accomplishes so much more than all of the schemes and plans and programs. And so that's really what's at the heart of this event, I would say. Absolutely. You know, even as we introduced the weekend uh, to folks on Friday night, I think that I said to the, to the group, you know, our main goal is just to create space to meet with God. Mm Mm-hmm. And because we trust that whatever he has for us is going to be good and it's what we need. And, and I think, I think we did that and we had intentionally kept the schedule not stuffed full so that we could just, it didn't feel rushed. We didn't have to move, you know, just sometimes you're at conferences, you just move from talk to talk to talk. And, um, you know, we had relatively few sessions, but we had time for prayer in between and worship and yeah, I think people encountered the presence of God and that was, that was the goal really. Yeah. I think one thing that was really powerful was as soon as we arrived, even at the host church before all of the participants um, were there, we just heard over and over again, we're so excited for this weekend. We are so ready Mm -hmm. for a touch from God. We're so hungry and expectant that he is going to come and move. And I think that was something that was really striking to me. I was like, wow, you know, we're, we're coming in and these people are just, we don't have to talk them into anything, you know? Like I remember Matt, you saying, um, we were praying before the conference. And one thing that the Lord told you was like, I want to meet with you. You don't have to beg for my presence. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to yeah. be with you. You know, I'm excited to be with you even. So that was one thing that was really moving to me was how many people came in just ready, you know, absolutely expectant. So, amen. and we did have, um, you know, our conferences, we intentionally try to, to set them up in such a way that, you know, they're a fairly intimate environment, you know, 100, 200 people, and depending on the gathering, it's just, it's not like a mega conference with, you know, huge venue and thousands of people. It's, it's, um, you know, the sanctuary, maybe their seats, I don't know. Maybe 250 max, right? Yeah, maybe less than that. Yeah, 200 or so. So it's like, you're all in there kind of like, you know, packed in there together, just going after God. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... We, it's not flashy, you know, I tell people that for the beginning, like this is, we don't have any tricks up our sleeve. I mean, it's just um, teaching and worship and prayer. And yeah, it was, there were people there from, we know at least, hmm. uh, I think, you know, maybe 25 different churches, 30 yeah. churches uh, represented there. And um, yeah, it was it was cool. There was even a guy that had that's from Germany who happened to be here on sabbatical and decided to come to the conference so uh that was kind of cool just to have this random uh mm-hmm. pastor from Germany so mm-hmm. yeah um there were a lot of pastors present which is always it's 
I, that's one of my, I love ministering with the body of Christ and to the body of Christ. I have a soft spot for pastors. Um, oh, you're married to yeah, one. Yeah, I'm married to one. <laughs> but I'm, I'm always excited when we get to intentionally sort of um, help facilitate encounter with yeah. the pastors. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, you know, they need it. Amen. Yeah, they need it. That's so. true. Well, well, do you want to talk through kind of like yeah. uh, the different sessions and kind of what happened? Or? Absolutely. Let's yeah. do it. So Carolyn Moore was with us, yeah. which was awesome. And, yeah. um, you know, I was sharing when I introduced her. I don't really remember the how our paths crossed uh, initially, but we're both in the kind of, we're all in that Methodist, Wesleyan, evangelical, charismatic kind of world. I mean, and so... Um, we've wanted to have her as a part of one of our events for a while just because of the the anointing that she carries, you know, her, her heart for the church is right in alignment with uh, so much of what we're about at spirit and truth. And so first it was just awesome that she could come and be a part of it. And we were so grateful for that. And then she, um, she gave a really uh, just great word on Friday night, which was really just about, encouraging people that we're still called to do the same things that Jesus did. She kept talking about doing the Jesus stuff. Mm -hmm. And she, at first she just was kind of unpacking. Why did Jesus move in the ways that he did in, in healing and in deliverance and carrying out his ministry and the way, how that demonstrates the kingdom, what he was accomplishing through that. And then how, because we have the Holy Spirit, we're actually called to the exact same things. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was it was both inspiring and very practical, I felt like. And um, and then it was beautiful at the end. I, I actually, she, she kind of shared she didn't intend to do this, but when she was talking about the power of healing prayer, in particular, in this instance, she was talking about healing prayer from a sort of, emotional and spiritual perspective. I would call that inner healing. Inner healing. Mm -hmm. And then so she led the whole room in an exercise uh, where we invited Jesus into um, places in our lives in the past where maybe we had been wounded or where uh, Satan had snuck in a lie that we were believing and inviting Christ to come and meet us in those places to illuminate those things and then to replace those things with his truth. And um, it was great. I mean, it was, you know, I've been part of those kind of things many times before, and our ministry uh, does that kind of prayer also. But it was cool to see just an entire, you know, the entire room mm-hmm. going through that exercise together. And then some of the testimonies that we heard from people, um, there were there were tears, you know, around the room from different folks and then just hearing the healing that was coming in people's lives. Um, Some of the people either in person or that we received comments back described healing in parts of their lives that maybe they've been dealing with for decades. Mm -hmm. And it's just a moment where opening yourself up to the, to God's intervention in that can do stuff. I mean, he, God still does stuff. And so it's awesome just to see the way he was, he was moving in that way. Yeah. I love how, I mean, we get to 
just be firsthand, you know, front row witnesses Mm -hmm. to this type of stuff all over the country. And it moves me every single time because God just sometimes has plans that we don't even know are coming or we don't even know are happening in the room until afterwards. Mm -hmm. And that is just, I, I mean, it's so encouraging and so moving to see him do work when, you know, all our team is doing is sitting there joining with them, you know, and, and it's just really powerful what happens when we make space for him to do the, the stuff that he does. So. Yeah. I think that I love that point. That's something that I look forward to every time is are all of the ways that God is going to move. And we just, we just don't even have any clue Mm -hmm. because of course we pray, you know, we pray, we listen and, and there are things that we hear. And this is something I'm reminded of all the time when it comes to listening for God's voice is that because I'm so finite when I think I hear something from the Lord, it hu- it feels huge to me. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's only one thread yeah. in a whole sort of like tapestry of stuff that mm-hmm. he's weaving together. And when you get into a situation where there's ministry happening and, and you get to hear the testimonies and you just, it's so exciting. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm small, but it's, but it's not like a bad feeling, you know, it's yeah. like, yes, this there's is 125 people in the room and God is doing 125 different things, oh, yeah. you know, and it's so cool. It's just really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to read, uh, I loved this, this one testimony that someone sent in about their experience. Um, because this one is from, uh, one of our older saints and, uh, they submitted this in a section that says we could share it. So I want to share it with you all just a a couple, a few sentences about their experience and just to be an encouragement to you about how God still works. And it doesn't matter your age or stage of life. Like when we're open, the Lord still Mm -hmm. intervenes. This is what, um, this person said, I learned that I can't do it on my own. Some things in my life changed at the conference that I have tried so hard to change. I accepted Christ at a young age, but don't remember the Holy Spirit being mentioned very much. I've been a faithful church member, teacher, pianist, nurture team, etc., but I could not do what the Holy Spirit has done for me at the age of 81. The Spirit and Truth Conference is real. And it's really not the conference, it's the it's it's the God, Lord. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's doing it. It was just that happened to be the venue where he did it for her. But um, I just love that. I love, you know, she basically describing things that she has, you know, tried so hard in her own life on her own strength. And yet God just met her in a new way mm-hmm. at at 81 years old. Um, man, that's isn't, I would go down just for that. Yeah, I'll drive 12 hours for that. 100 percent. You know, to see God touch an 81-year-old in a way he's never done before. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a really common theme, actually, that we see is, at least I know that we pray about this a lot, which is this, like, this turn from striving to surrender. Mm -hmm. And, like, what I get from that testimony is, like, there are so many people who are striving to do the work that God wants them to do or to to be the the people and, and to perform in the callings that they think that they have. And, like... And there's this moment that we've seen over and over and over again where people just realize, oh, wow, he just wants my surrender. He wants he wants relationship with me. Yeah. Yeah. And that is one of the most powerful and amazing things to see. Amen. Here's another another one that I thought was pretty cool that someone sent in. um, And if 
if you're listening to this and this happens to be uh, you, thank you for sending these testimonies, yeah. uh, folks, that were there. Um, it's it's super encouraging to us, but what we hope is that these are encouraging to other people. Yeah. You know, we did some time of testimony at the conference where we let people share on Saturday morning, and then we did um, Pastor Mike, the host church pastor, facilitated testimonies on Sunday morning, and there was some, man. Powerful. Yeah, like deep stuff that, you know, people, vulnerable stuff that people shared. Um, a couple people shared testimonies on Sunday morning that were brand new to the church. Yeah. And about how God was, was working in them and opening them up to things that they hadn't yeah. ever really experienced in their life. I mean, just good stuff. Okay, here's another one that someone said. Uh, for too long, I've watched ministry from afar. Sometimes I felt afraid. Sometimes I believed myself unqualified and other times I was simply lazy at the conference I came to understand that I cannot be a bystander and be and be spiritually healthy I was called to repentance at the conference and I'm so grateful mm. that's pretty good mm -hmm. that's real good. that's the kind of stuff that only the Holy Spirit can do yeah heck yeah heck yeah I mean yes that's good I'm what I love so much about that is that it completely destroys this horrible lie. Oh my gosh, this this particular lie just gets me, which is the idea that somehow you have to be a quote unquote sort of special individual, a particular type of person to do ministry. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that that is not the case. Or to even receive ministry. Yes, to you receive, know, oh, yes. I have to have the worst of the worst problems to yes. go forward. Yeah. That's, oh, I've, I mean, that was a lesson I learned, like the, about receiving, um, you know, many years ago, I just remember somebody saying there's no such thing as being too greedy mm -hmm. for God. Like you can always, always have yeah. more. And that's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. This person said, another person said, I've had a hard time feeling the Holy Spirit in my mm -hmm. life, but the Holy Spirit came into my heart and life during the conference and changed my heart about some problems. And God let me know that the Spirit is in control of my life. Oh, praise God. It's sweet, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good. Um, this, this person said it was breathtaking, and I could feel the Holy Spirit moving. Souls were healed, and people accepted Christ. I was able to reflect on how I've changed since last year's conference. So whoever this person is, thanks. You <laughs> you came back Stuck again. around, yeah. Uh, this amazing team has always inspired me to live like Christ every day. I'm so beyond blessed to have attended this life-changing conference. Um, again, I just want to be clear. Uh, I'm not sure. It's not about us. It's not about our team or the conference. It's just we really didn't do anything other than just help to create some space. Yeah. And the Lord met people and um, I, I, one of the things I love about that is, or just about this ministry is we do get to see some familiar faces. Sure. And so there is like the testimony that happens in the moment. And then there's like the testimony that happens over time yeah. too. And that's really exciting because we've, we're starting to have a few of those, like people who are like, you know, we encountered them at a certain point in their journey. And, um, you know, shoot, we're at, we were even at a, particular points in 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 our journeys and in, in ministry and whatever and you just build relationships and you get to share like how god continually moves in your life and that is just oh it gives me goosebumps i love it so much mm 
Amen. So uh, Friday night was Carolyn Moore, mm-hmm. and uh, that was powerful. And then we had that time of healing prayer. And then after that, tons of people came forward to the altar to receive prayer. Oh, yeah. Well, I knew ministry time would be busy after that. I was like, oh, it's going to be real busy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was really beautiful. And then Saturday morning, we started with that testimony time, giving people a chance mm-hmm. to share about how the Lord had worked in them the night before. And, um, and then Emma Winchester... Gave a powerful word. She laid um, the word down. So that's the first time that you've preached at one of our conferences before. Tell us uh, what that experience was like. Maybe share a little bit about what you talked about in your talk. Sure. I mean, it was a it was a privilege to to speak the gospel, you know. And so on Saturday morning, what I months ago I had prayed about this, and um, the scripture that just kept coming back to me over and over and over again was John 4, which is the woman at the well when Jesus meets the Samaritan woman. And uh, what he, after I did a ton of like reading commentaries and, and just studying that scripture, the thing that he revealed to me most about that was how that scripture, it, they meet at Jacob's well, and and that was a place wells historically in the bible are places of romance they're places where people meet and how that story it it foretells of something where jesus our groom meets us the bride and so we just i just talked about um about his faithfulness as our bridegroom and how it's important for us to understand ourselves as the bride of christ and and the response is just always to go into deeper love to to receive the well, you know, of, of everlasting water, of the living water that he has for us, which satisfies us and nourishes us. And so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is indeed what you preached about. And also you brought your very unique and powerful um, presence, the way God works through you, which is, which is, the conviction that follows you around wherever you go i would say for this exact thing Mm -hmm. and that that is undeniable you know and it is it is it's always interesting to watch people respond to you because you know responses from people are interesting sometimes but they're always complimentary and i always it's interesting for as a an observer to watch people sort of try to figure out what they're responding to and it's that Mm -hmm. they're looking at you thinking what is why why are you like this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm convicted that i might not be like this (laughs) yeah it was a i i really i experienced just sort of a tangible uh encounter with the with the love of god you know i mean which is both comforting and convicting Mm -hmm. yeah you know when you recognize when you recognize the the fullness that he's poured out for you and is overwhelming to, to receive that, but also convicting because you realize you haven't given him your fullness back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, that simultaneous experience of comfort and conviction, uh, really happened on Saturday morning. Yeah. So you, you did lead a ministry time afterwards of praying for greater impartation of God's love, the father's love. Yeah. And that was powerful. Yeah. It's all, I mean that for me, like that, if that's all we can do, you know, if people can just receive more of his love, then, then I'm good, you know, like that's, 
the most healing, the most freeing, the most comforting and convicting thing. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And then, um, then we went into a panel discussion. Carolyn, uh, joined us for that. Uh, obviously our our good friend, Tony Miltenberger, who was uh, with us uh, on this conference. So we were so grateful that he could, could join us was there. And then our team and, um, that was a lot of fun. That ended up being a really rich conversation. You mm-hmm. want to share a little bit about that, Maggie? You, Maggie facilitated that. Uh, our podcast master kind of mm-hmm. led us in a, basically a live <laughs> podcast in some respects. Um, and just for the record, we are planning to release these different talks on the podcast. So be watching for that um, in coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, but So tell us about, about that. What did, what did you take away from the panel discussion? Well, I mean, there were a lot of different things, and I don't know that I could rem- remember, you know, each individual moment, but I think the overall thing that I took away from that conversation was, and the thing I was really grateful for, was how honest the conversation uh, was. Tell us what what were the kind of topics that we were talking about, yeah. Right, so we talked about, we sort of led with, really, I so I was praying and I was like, Lord, you know, what do you want me to talk about with these people? And he just gave me one question, which was, how do you hear God? Like, can you talk about how you hear God? So individually, every person uh, answered that question. And, um, and it sort of like just sort of unrolled from there. And so we covered how we hear from God. Um, we talked a little about you know, what is it like to shepherd a group of people in, in, in that culture where you're listening and trying to respond. We talked about worship and preferences and what it's like to deal with preferences as leaders, preferences as people in, you know, attending in the body. Um, and then we answered questions. So, and the questions were great. There was a really powerful question about, um, how do you discern corporately discern the voice of God in, in a group? And, um, we talked about how to lead the next generation. Yes. I think that was one of the questions. Yes. That was one of the questions. And also a really great short little question about, um, stillness, you know, what does it mean to be still before the Lord? And, um, you know, one of the things we, we said this briefly at the beginning of the podcast, you know, there were a little over a hundred people there and there were about 25, 30 pastors, 25 pastors. That's a yeah. fully a quarter of the room. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, one of the things I was struck by was especially, I think there were a number of pastors who were maybe post disaffiliation. And so these questions were so hungry. I mean, you can tell that, that the room was really like, we want to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why I was so grateful for the honesty because there was yeah. no pretense. There was no like, here are all the quick fixes. So it, that I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it was good. I, I sensed that hunger as well. Really. I think there's just that underlying desire amongst the people that were there. I want to live a spirit filled life and I want to do everything I can to help my church pursue the fullness of of that kind of life corporately mm-hmm. and to get to kind of dive into some of the practical topics related to that was really fun yeah actually I have to say one of my one of the moments that was most moving to me um there came from Tony when we were talking about preferences and sort of the 
um, the way leaders have preferences, both Carolyn and Tony were very honest about that, the difficulty of that. Yeah. And, um, and then re- how you can do that well and how you can somehow make mis- sometimes make mistakes. And then also what it means to allow, you know, the next generation of leaders to come up behind you and see that their preferences or their way of leading is different than yours, but it is, it is just as um, favored or anointed by God, or it has, it's effective, it's spirit led. So, and then how we just process those things as human beings, you know, Mm -hmm. it was, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't sure exactly. We didn't have all of the stuff scripted out. Um, You know, we, just entrusted Maggie and her discernment to just <laughs> lead us through that conversation. And so, um, it was fun. We, there was a lot of feedback in, in, in this online survey. A lot of folks commented about the panel. Um, it was good. Just, uh, there was a lot of rich nuggets that came out. I know I, yeah. I was like soaking stuff up that Me others too. Did, you know? <laughs> I know I was like, man, I really like, I'm definitely going to listen back to that. Yeah. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I one thing that I loved about that panel was the way because we had let's see three pastors mm-hmm. on the panel and then and Maggie, then you and I lay people. are lay people. And um and one thing that was really cool to hear from you guys as pastors was I think it was Carolyn that talked about this the most was the importance of the lay person. Oh yeah. You know, the value yeah. of the lay person because we talked a lot about changing culture um and in changing cultures so that it is um, more led by the spirit, more yeah, open to the voice and work and person of the Holy Spirit. And, um, and one thing that she said that just really shook me was sh- she just talked about how important it is for, for the lay person to understand that it's not the, the pastor who always leads the people into that. It's the people who, who have an important role in, 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 um, participating, mm-hmm. you know, in that life and how just a small group of people who are open and who, um, participate in that work can really change the, the way that the church's culture is. Yeah. I mean, really what she did was, um, reveal something that I, I imagine every pastor knows, but is very difficult to admit, which is to say, I can't actually flip the culture in this place. You do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the people sitting in the pews that flip the culture. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, she said, she's like, you have to understand how influential you actually are. Yeah. So if you want to see the spirit move, if you want revival, if you want renewal, whatever word, you know, that you sort of assign to it, if you want that, then, then it happens because you're pursuing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. I loved that moment too. And you know, like, I think we've talked about this before actually, because it's, it's just understanding that we all have different functions, but we have the same value. Yeah. And so our seats at the table, you know, of God, they all have the same value. Our functions might look different, you know, between a pastor and a lay person, but, but at the end of the day, we're all a part of the body. And so each of us individually participating in pursuing him is the most important thing. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. And then, uh, and then in the afternoon, I kind of, uh, wrapped up the time with a, with a talk that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about your talk, Matt? Tell us, Matt. <laughs> uh, it's like, 
It's all the stuff that I talk about all the time. But oh, don't do that, come man. On. <laughs> well, you know, in a general sense, I, what I felt conviction to say was just kind of helping describe what I think most people know intuitively, but just trying to name sort of the reality of where we are at in the culture, understanding the times that we're in, uh, and then how we have to respond. Like, what's the, what's the appropriate response as a church in, in the sort of shifts that we have to make? And so, you know, I talked about both kind of larger macro-level things and then practical culture-shifting things, um, you know, moving from uh, emphasis on programs to presence from discipleship thought of as, you know, classes to life on life multiplication or spiritual parenting. And then, you know, shifting from just attractional ministry, trying to attract crowds into your building to mobilizing everyday missionaries within your congregation. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the midst of that, just trying to encourage and, you know, I don't know what the right word is, like, <laughs> you know, trying to send people out with a sense of mission. Yeah. And um, and then we did close with a time of kind of commissioning where people could come forward and be anointed with oil um, and sort of sent out from the conference. And for me, that part is important because both the what I was trying to say in the talk and then the practical prayer and commissioning at the end, because it's so important for me for people to understand that these kind of meetings, these kind of uh, a conference where we come to meet with God is not just all about us. Yeah. You know, like we don't receive just to keep that to ourselves. Like we're ambassadors of the gospel. And so as if, if we come and we're filled up and we sense God, you know, pouring himself out in our lives, then the only right response is to respond in obedience in in the way that we, you know, share that love with others, the way that we uh, become, you know, those who are both embodying and sharing, declaring the good news of what Jesus has done. And so... I do think it, it kind of was an appropriate end of the conference and that it was kind of a mobilizing and sending moment. Yeah, it was beautiful. And um, I don't know. I I mean, we're I'm looking forward to our next one mm-hmm. in Conroe, Texas. Yeah, it's going to by the time that uh, folks hear this podcast, we'll it's going to be on our way over of, there. Right? Yeah, yeah, getting ready to go. And so um, that's coming quick. Yep. Pray for us. Yep. And for the church and for everyone who will be coming. Absolutely. In Conroe, um, our special guest is Kevin Watson. Mm-hmm. And so that will be awesome. Uh, he's a great friend of the ministry and, and just personally of our team. And so we're excited to uh, get to minister alongside him. And he has such a great passion for the church. And so that'll be fun. And uh, we'll be... Uh, down there at our uh, friend's church, John Wayne McMahon, who's an awesome pastor, and uh, I know that'll be they'll be great hosts. Just Stillwater Church in Mobile was an awesome host, and I know that um, our friends in Conroe will be as well. So, yeah. Any closing thoughts? 
No, I think for me the the main takeaway, the theme, I guess, is praise God. That's praise my the takeaway. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> praise God. When you, I guess, what I would say is when you, we've said it a hundred times, but when you make space and you seek the Lord, mm-hmm. He always, always shows, shows up. up. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like it's never once have we ever done anything like this, and we've done a bunch of things like this, mm-hmm. where we just made space and trusted, and we prayed. Yeah. where God didn't show up and do really beautiful things in people's lives. And that's because that's what he wants to do. Yeah. You know? And so he did that again because that's who he is. Yeah. Amen. And uh, just to let you guys know, you don't need us. You mm-hmm. could, you could close this podcast and you could pray and ask him to show up right wherever you are. Of course, if you're driving, pull over. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, a, f- a frequent flyer psalm in this ministry is Psalm 139. And mm-hmm. the thoughts that God has about you outnumber the grains of sand. And that's the true. And you can know what they are. You just have to ask him. Mm-hmm. So that has been our podcast for today, you guys. And please pray for us as we head out to Conroe. And we'll come back to you in the next conversation. Bye. Bye.